You are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lido Dayan. And my next guest gave a new definition for the word impossible. He holds a world record for the most Ironman distant triathlons completed within a single calendar year. His ability to push his body past the point of physical limitations helped him complete 50 Ironman triathlons in 50 days. He is the Iron Cowboy, James Lawrence. Oh, and did I mention that he is happily married with just five kids? <laughs> just five. So next time you are going to say, I have no time for the gym because I have my kids, I have my mom to take care of, or my freaking cat, please give yourself a favor and think about Mr. James Lawrence, okay? Because if he could do 50 triathlons in 50 days with five kids, then... Who are we to not go to the fucking gym for just 30 days for three days a week for minimum, okay? For God's sake. And in these days, you don't even need to go to the gym. All you need is to open your smartphone and you have many, many workouts you can do from home. So please, enough with the excuses. So without further ado, let's begin the interview. Welcome, James Lawrence, to the Mind Body Podcast. It's really honor to have you on the show, man. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Great. So, uh, before we start, uh, I would like you to introduce yourself a little bit uh, for uh, the people that don't really recognize maybe your name. So, please. Yeah, my name is James Lawrence, uh, but I'm also known as the Iron Cowboy. Um, I started a journey about uh, a decade ago in the sport of triathlon, and uh, I, I didn't have any special gifts or talents. I just started to run up off the couch, and uh, one thing led to another, and I found uh, sprint triathlons ended up uh, escalating fairly quickly and uh, ended up uh, breaking a couple world records. 2010, uh, did the, the most half Ironmans official events in a single year. 2012 broke the Guinness World Record for the most official Ironman events in a year, which was uh, 30 Ironmans through 11 countries all around the world. Um, and then that led us to uh, what we're known for most, which was 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 different states. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the quick sum up. I'm originally from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I've got five kids, and, uh, and we live in Utah. And, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. No, just, and just, just be, for people that don't know, an Ironman is a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, and a 26.2-mile run, which is 146 uh, 140.6 miles. And in kilometers, it's a 3.8K swim, 180K bike, and a 42K run for 220K. I just, everyone thinks, what the fuck, <laughs> because it's like, in 50 days you did it, right? Every single day for 50 days straight, so people can't really understand 
like I when I just like uh, saw this I was like what the hell like in 50 days every single day and not only that you you did it uh, and you took your family with you which is like five kids and you don't say like it's kids uh, that are 20s like you know six eight and like they're all kids so I really take off the ad for that so I want to take you back to that 50 days because I know that uh, at the day five you you tore your shoulders too right so what's going on in your mind when you start this journey and you have so many obstacles physical obstacles you know uh, hunger maybe like because you need to consume a lot of calories so what's going on there yeah, you know, there's so many different things that went on. You got to eat 12,000 calories a day. You've got to manage the travel, the logistics, everything that's going on mentally, physically. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a total grind. And, and like you mentioned, on day number five, uh, I was swimming. I've had shoulder problems. I grew up as a wrestler. And so I um, had, had a couple surgeries. And my shoulder's been fine. It was fine all through training. Um, and then at day five consecutive, you know, big consecutive days after all the training and then five days in, um, in California, I tore my shoulder um, and then literally just had to learn how to manage that pain the next 45 days. Um, I started swimming with, with just one arm and I was like, I can't, I can't swim 45 of these with one arm and so I have to use the other arm. And so I just learned every single day how to manage that pain over those 90 minutes that we were swimming. So how do you overcome that? Because you'll know, like physically, we all have some sort of limitations. So how do you overcome that limitation? And when do you you stop? Because like there is always a, a place. Like if I, for example, try to squat 200 pounds, I never squatted 200 pounds. Then I'm not gonna be able to do it. So how you can break those physical barriers and still overcome? Yeah, it, it's it's with it's with patience um, to start with, um, and just and just a sense of relentlessness. Um, I, I knew that I knew that the shoulder was wasn't going to get any worse. I knew it was kind of what it is. Um, it was just super super painful. And in in situations in life where we face something or where you're trying to bench or squat two hundred or you're trying to navigate a, a a swim with a torn shoulder, it's just it's just taking it a little step at a time. I knew, okay, look, I can get to the other side of that pool and manage this pain. Or I can get to that, that buoy in the open water and manage the pain. And for you, maybe you can't, or, or the individual, maybe they can't bend uh, or squat 200 right now, but they know right now I can, I, can, I, can do, I can do 180. And maybe we'll throw 182 and a half on there and see what happens. And then success breeds success, confidence breeds confidence. And so every time that I got to my destination or my checkpoint, I was like, okay, now we're gonna we're gonna push through that a little bit more. Now for me, it was just a matter of mentally pushing past the next barrier. When you're talking about a weight gain and performance gain of that magnitude, it does. It takes time, but it's a matter of showing up every single day, being consistent. Number one question I get is, hey, how how did you do what you did? And the answer is I did a lot of little things over a long period of time. And that means being consistent with the basics and really mastering those. Then you can start to put yourself in situations where you push that envelope and gain strength mentally to where, boom, one day, next thing you know, you walk up to the rack, you, you throw down 205. But in your case, you started a little bit later, like in your 30s, you started it. So the time frame was really short, right? 
Well, yes, really short, but no, because, I mean, if a decade is really short, <laughs> it, it was from when I started to when I did the 50, it was over 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, was, it was actually right at a decade. And so, man, I, I wouldn't say that's short at all. I, I would say that's showing up consistently and, and doing a lot of things. I'm not an overnight success. Um, I mean, we, we grinded, we, we did the basics over and over again, and we really built a strong foundation. The worst thing you can do as a hundred, I mean, as a, as a, as a lifter is go, okay, I, I can squat 130 today and then throw 200 on there. You're, you're just going to hurt yourself. You've got to, you've got to put your goal and what you're trying to achieve and give it the respect that it deserves. And that's why people get hurt. That's why people quit. That's why people fail is because they're not willing to put in the time. I get people all the time that ask me, Hey, I want to, I want to do an Ironman. I want to do this endurance band. I, I want to take on this, this impossible feat. And then I'm like, okay, I love it. We're going to do it and let's lay out a plan. And then we lay out the plan and they go, oh, yeah, I didn't know it was going to take that much work. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then they're out, right? Mm -hmm. And so people don't – people aren't committed straight up. People aren't committed. People aren't willing to sacrifice and people aren't willing to show up every single day. That's why, that's, that, that's why, that's why the individuals that are at the top are so few because they're not – the masses aren't willing to do it. So for the listeners of this show, ask yourself a question. Are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to sacrifice for as long as it takes? Are you willing to show up every day? Are you okay being scared and facing your fears, not knowing how you're going to get there? The answer, most people, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. and, and like, or, or, the, or they quickly find out. They think they are. They're not. Yeah, the more challenges are coming, the more it gets you like overwhelmed, and this is why many quit. And you talk a lot about uh, having a lot of whys. It's not just be have uh, one why, one reason, because one reason uh, are, is not going to get you to overcome those hard times. So can you share with us a little bit about your whys, what kept you going? Yeah, like you said, one, one why is okay, and it's going to get you through some challenges. But when it gets real and you're backed up against the wall and you're fighting all these dudes and demons and all this stuff, your one why ain't enough. And uh, you're going to have to dig down and figure out and put all your whys and reasons. And I call it your purpose. you got to figure out what your purpose was. And uh, a lot of people know this about my story, but if you don't know my story, um, in 2008 we owned a mortgage company and we ended up losing everything when the U.S. economy crashed. And that, that was brutal, that was intense, um, and that strips you down. And um, I, I, I just went to work. I had to figure this out, and it took, me, it took me a long time. It took me a decade, right? But I was willing to do that, and I stayed the journey. And my why became that I'm going to build a home for my, house, for my family, and they're never going to come take that away again. And I'm going to build financial security, and I'm going to do it by living my dreams. And so my why became supporting my family and my kids and giving and, – and having the ability to give them what they needed. Mm -hmm. Th that's amazing, man. And uh, every person that I interview, it's always about uh, uh, doing something for somebody else. When you do something to somebody else, it's automatically, without you even recognizing it, it gets you to do more. Like for you, is your family, your wife, your kid. So you automatically hold yourself to higher standards. And I remember I saw your talk at TEDx with uh, your little girl. What she was really amazing to see how she talks, how you raised her to become very assertive, and she she's doing her triathlon, right? Yeah. So during the fifty, we did a five k every day for charity, 
And uh, she saw that I was struggling and she was like, Dad, you know what? I don't think you believe in yourself. And I was like, what? And she's like, I don't think so. She's like, I'm going to step up. And she's like, together we can do this. And she's like, I'm going to show up every single day. I need you to meet me here and I'm going to run all 55Ks with you. And, uh, man, she just stepped up. And, and I, I promise you, man, nothing great is ever accomplished on our own. And it, it's the team that you put around you and who you surround yourself with and the mentors and the coaches and everybody that you get. Um, and it can start with just one person. It's, and it's going to be you. you got to believe in you first. And then you can slowly build your team and just get one person to be in your corner. And then two, three, four, five, six. If you don't have family, you don't have kids, man, put yourself in situations. Mentor people. Don't take no – like just – don't back down. Be relentless and go out and put, put together a team because, like you said, they're going to become your why. They're going to become your reason. And you've got that internal drive and you've got to have accountability. You've got to have accountability partners out there and put them with you. I don't do much without my wingmen. They're with me all the time. They, they drive me. I, I show up at a workout. I know they're going to be there. I, I commit to something business-wise. I know my partner is going to be there. I have accountability partners all the time. And then I've got my family, my foundation. They are there. They're the reason why I'm thriving so hard in all these areas of my life. Yeah, yeah, this is so powerful, man. And I wanted to ask you, if you look back uh, before you did uh, that 50 uh, triathlon, the Ironman, and after, what do you see changed in you as a person, as a man? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, you, you've got to be you've got to be selfish at times, and you've got. You've got to be willing to, to go out there and grind on your own and do all that. But there's also you got to be willing to ask for help. And, and I think that's really hard for a lot of people to do is, is ask for help and get that help because you're like, no, man, I got this. I can do it. But and I couldn't have done it without my team. I couldn't have done it on my own. I had to ask for help. I had to let go and I had to let them do their job and, and play their roles in the journey that we were on. And so for me, I, I just had to humble myself and just say, look, I, I can't. I can't do this on my own. And I need you. And I need I need. My life, I need you to participate, and and I think that's that's a big thing for people to do. Is like, look, it's okay to ask and get help. Yeah, because I think it's a very ego thing, right? Because most of us, including myself, we think we are good until we eat some sort of rock bottom, and then we're like, I'm not that good. I'm not that good, and I do need help. So, do you believe most of people need to get to that rock bottom in order to raise their standard? Um, I, I don't think everybody does, but um, I, I'm grateful for the people that do do it, and I'm grateful that I got there because it, it brought out a different me. It brought out a, another level that I didn't know that I had. Um, I, I think I think people. I mean, I can now do it now without hitting rock bottom. I'm going to hit. I'm going to hit another level. I'm, I'm going to continue to climb the ladder. I don't need to continually hit rock bottom in order to come back up. Right? I've learned that lesson. Um, some people can do it without. A lot of people need to hit rock bottom. It doesn't have to be rock bottom either. It could just be like a massive struggle, something that backs you into a corner where you're like, I've got, I've got to make a decision. It's now or never. i got to go. And then what do, you, what do you do in that moment? Do you go or do you allow it to just like continue to beat you down? We've we got to go through life. We've got to learn the same lessons. And, as, and, and until you take, take a step back and look at the scenario and go, okay, what do I need to learn right now right here? Same crap's going to keep happening to you. So you're good. Take it's up to you. Take take the moment to learn the lesson, and and go through it so you can attack different lessons and evolve and grow as a person, or keep getting the same lesson in the face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And uh, what was fascinating me that uh, when I saw you spoke with Tom, 
uh, at Impact Theory, you said you have to move in order to feel something. Motion creates emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for me, I mean, when I was on the 50 and I reached that breaking point, I was ready to give up. I was like, just move, you know, just, just start moving. And I was like, be perfect for one second, be perfect for one minute. And, and I could mentally, I could conceptualize that like really small moments in what I was doing until I overcame until I, everything came into, into sync and I could perform the perfect Ironman. Right. But it took with getting up and started moving. The guys that are, that are staying in bed all day, that are sitting on the couch, that are doing all these things, they are just focusing on that, that second, that moment where they're not moving, they're not feeling, they're not doing anything. You want change in your life, you have to shift. You have to move and you have to start doing something. You don't have to have the perfect plan. You don't have to have it all written out. You don't have to know how you're getting where you're getting. Just start moving. Just, just start moving, start feeling, start executing, and that will start the gears, gears and everything and putting it in motion. Yes. So, so what is uh, some of the next uh, goals that you currently have for yourself? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got some big races next year. I've taken the last couple years off. Um, I'm excited to get back in shape. Uh, we just built our dream home with a, with a training facility in it. Um, and, uh, and so I've got, I've got a race in uh, South Africa, in Germany, and in Switzerland next year. Super pumped about all three of those. Cape Epic, uh, uh, Cape Epic in, in South Africa. Challenge Roth in Germany and Swiss Epic in Switzerland. And then I put on my own race here in Utah and Vermont called the Utah's Toughest and Vermont's Toughest. And uh, th those are races that we challenge people to come out and do. They're super tough. You can go to ironcowboyracing.com, check those out. Um, and then for me, what's next is really helping people open their minds um, and help people evolve to, to be the best version of themselves. And so we're working on curriculum and, and online stuff. We also have an entire coaching um, staff for people that want to do physical physical things and do triathlons and Ironmans, um, teamironcowboy.com. We're promoting our book, Redefine Impossible. Um, it's an awesome read. helps people really take the lid off of what, uh, what they think they can do. So, man, we're, we're busy. Uh, we're going in tons of different directions. That's what's challenging me now is, is being an entrepreneur, helping as many people as we can to try to accomplish what we did and live their dreams and to take back their lives to be able to do whatever they want to do. And how do you manage this, uh, this entrepreneurial life and everything that you've been accomplished so far with uh, family, for example? Because there are many, like, for example, I'm a, a personal trainer as well, and some of the, the stuff that I get a lot from people is, you don't know because I'm still single. I have three kids, I have four kids, and they always use this as an excuse for not working out or, you know, I don't have time, I don't have time. So what would you tell to those kind of people? Yeah, it's flat out an excuse. Um, and you can replay this video for them. I have five kids. We put my wife through school. I have extremely busy. I have four different businesses. I train my, myself full-time. I train athletes full-time. You have time in your day for what you make time for. Um, I guarantee you I could put a, put a camera on any of, these, any of these athletes if you're saying this and follow them around for a day secretly, and I could point out 10 different things that they're doing um, that they would free up the time to go work out. Flat out, without a question, it's an excuse, and they're not, they're not making it a priority in their lives. Because if they did, they would find a way to do it. Yes, yes, you're totally right. So how do you, for example, manage uh, your family life and not overwhelm yourself? Uh, because, you know, sometimes you need to be 
uh, in those situations with your kids and five kids, not just one kid. So how do you still manage this? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've reached a point in our life where the sacrifice is a little bit less. I mean, they're all in school full time now. Um, and so that that's great. I mean, we've got all, all day long to train and do business and do things. They We work out before they get up. We work out after they go to bed. I mean, it, it it's, how, it's how you want to sacrifice. So we don't have to do that now because they're in school all day. But when they were little, little and we were getting ready for the 50, yeah. I was up at 3.34 a.m. My wife was up at 3.34 a.m. doing her schoolwork, doing her workout. She trains full-time too. And so, I mean, I, I laugh at people when they say they don't have time because it just, it's just a matter of getting more organized, balancing what's important to you and sacrificing certain things that you need to eliminate in order to make your family a priority, make your business a priority, and make some of your leisure a priority. I still find time to golf 18 holes a week. Uh, and, and hang out with my friends. So, I mean, you, no, nobody can t I'm not buying the excuse that you don't have time. It's that you're not making or being effective with your time and you need to sit down and, and readjust some things and look at what you're willing or not willing to sacrifice. End of the day, it's 100% on you and, and just take it. People aren't willing to take accountability for it. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. And uh, before we finish, uh, I also wanted you to speak because uh, I really like that one. Uh, the 90-10 rule that your mind gave to you, you remember? 10% of life is what happens to us, 90% is how we choose, and that's the key word, how we choose to react to it. And it's exactly, exactly what we just said. So, uh, circumstantially, things are happening to us, and it's how we choose to react to it. Only 10% is, is what's happening to us. And so we, 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 get, we have that choice. And so, so these guys... That what's happening to them in their lives is only 10% of the equation. The other 90% is how they organize it, how they choose to attack it, their attitude towards it, all of these things. So, I mean, I've seen I've seen hundreds of thousands of people in in worse situations than I am, than you are in, than our clients are in, and they, they manage away. And really, the 1090 attitude, right? It's how it's how we react to a situation. We control the words, the deeds. Thing that come out of our mouth, the actions that we do. So it's on us, and it, that ninety ten comes back to accountability. It's us looking in the mirror, saying, "You know what? Yeah, that 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 happened. That sucked. Now I've got I've got control. What am I going to do with it? How am I going to react? What 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 is my role in that scenario?" Mm -hmm. And what I really love about you is that you're truly a very you're humble and you're very giver person. And uh, I really got emotional when I saw the video of you uh, when you did the, the, I think it was the, in the Iron Man, and you took uh, a guy in a wheelchair with you. Yeah, his name is Dayton. Uh, and Dayton has a condition that's called cerebral palsy. And he's just trapped inside of his body. And I was like, dude, he loves triathlon. He loves to feel the wind in his face. I want to I help him become an Iron Man. And so him and I, we worked together. It was super, super cool. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we, we got to the finish line. We struggled. We fought. We, we had some, some good moments, some bad moments. But, man, and it, was a, it was a great day, and we got him there. Yeah, that's amazing, man. And also, like, you didn't do it to become the first place. Because many, like, when they, they go and do those kind of stuff, all they care about is, I want to become the first. I want to I win this, right? Yeah, I, I've won races. Um, I've lost races. Um, I've enjoyed races, and, and, and to me, it's about the journey. Some races I go out to win, and, and some races I go out to help other people have an experience. 
and uh, both both have value and both have their place. Um, and so, so I, I enjoy both. I love being competitive, um, and, and I love uh, helping people and, and help them accomplish their version of art. So before I ask you the last question, uh, where can people find you, of course? Yeah, I, I'm pretty active on social media. Uh, best places on Instagram, uh, Iron Cowboy James, or on Facebook, Iron Cowboy. Um, and then everything is linked to my website, uh, ironcowboy.com. If you want to grab a copy of the book, it's on Amazon. Uh, the documentaries on uh, on Amazon Prime um, in, in some locations. Uh, if you want to book me as a speaker, uh, ironcowboy.com. Um, if you want to join our team and do something cool and athletic, teamironcowboy.com. So those are all the places you can, you, you can find us and, and connect with us. I answer all my social media personally. That's how we got connected. Um, I, I, I really, I, I truly am. I don't have a staff that does all that. I don't have a social media company. It, it's me. You're going to get me. I'm going to answer you. And I do answer every single one of the messages that come in. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much. And uh, what would be the legacy you would like to live after you want to be here? Uh, man, uh, a couple things. It's always fun to be known as an absolute badass and a legend. That's fun. Mm -hmm. um, I love being known as a father and a husband. Um, I like being known as an entrepreneur, a guy that's that's came out, did something redefined impossible, um, and and helped people change their mindset and accomplish things. And so I, th I think if I can, if I can, at the end of the day, do those things, be a badass, a legend, a father, a husband, all those things, then uh, then that's a legacy that I want to leave. Yeah, that, that's amazing, man. And 99% of people, including myself, will never understand unless they actually do or experience what you did. So it's really unbelievable to see and be witness to see this thing that humans can actually do with their body and push themselves to the absolute limit and even put that limitation that we thought even higher. So it's truly yeah, amazing. It, 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 if everybody wants a glimpse of what we went through um, and what it takes to, to do something on a completely an, another level, check out the book. It's called Redefine Impossible. It's on Amazon, or you can buy it on our website, or if it's available in your area, Amazon Prime, The Story of the 50. Um, it's, it's a quick, quick, fun watch. Uh, both of them are, are impactful. I will also put links. So thank you again so much for your time. I truly appreciate that, man. You bet, man. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the FAST Factor. The FAST Factor stands for 1. Facebook Become a part of the MindBody Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the MindBody Podcast community. Number 2. Act Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. 3. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Cause just like I always says, 
Leaders create leaders, and you are all here to grow together. And by training others, you are training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe, and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever, Forget to smile. See you soon.